Hello, everyone. I'm Emily Lavender, and this is the Forever Marriage Podcast. Forever Marriage at Lakewood exists to strengthen families by helping couples discover God's design for marriage. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Forever Marriage Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 16 of Six Keys to Better Sex and Marriage. And this, I believe, will be our final episode of this series. Um, it's been a great series, lots of helpful things. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to listen to all of them, I definitely would encourage you to do so. But in this episode, we're going to jump into key six, the final key, and it's to remove any barriers to sexual satisfaction. So Scott, why don't you, why don't you finish it up for us? Bring us home. We're actually going <laughs> to land this plane. <laughs> it's been a long journey. It's been a good never, flight. Long flight. Never really thought we would get 16 episodes out of this, but we, we have. Hey, when we did this back in the fall, this series with our young couples here at Lakewood, we started this this actual lesson uh, with the simple question, what what might be some of the barriers to a couple's intimacy in marriage? And I, I wrote n- notes in uh, and I thought it was very interesting, our couple's insight. And these were some of their responses of barriers to sexual satisfaction for a couple in marriage. One was poor communication. Uh, another one was assumptions, making assumptions, sometimes false assumptions. She's obviously thinking this, she's feeling this or whatever, assigning us. Uh, uh, intent, if you will, making assumptions. Another one was simply ego and pride. You know, um, our selfishness at times can be a barrier to our s- sexual satisfaction in marriage. A fourth one they, they talked about was scorekeeping that I thought that was very interesting of, um, you didn't do this for me, so I'm not going to do that for you, which is contractual thinking, which really guys, with regard to sexuality or marriage in general, that's that's does not bode well for us. First Corinthians thirteen five says, "Love keeps no record of wrongs." In the NIV, so we don't want to fall prey to scorekeeping with one another. An interesting thing too, and this is true, we talked about this in our previous episode, is that children at times can be a barrier in times of just you know. I know for you, honey, when we. Back we were were uh, talking about the early nineties. I I know just the fact of concern were the kids gonna come knocking on the door or something would often be uh, a hindrance for you. It takes away the spontaneity. The spontaneity. That's right. It's like can can we do that? Are they are the kids gonna come walking in? You know that I get it. Uh, fear often is is a and fear can be laced in a bunch of things. There's a lot there. Poorly learned relational patterns was another one of their uh, observations. And poorly learned relational patterns often is rooted in our families of origin and worldly distractions. We see this a lot with our younger couples right now, just screen time, incessant screen time, and just being distracted by all that the world offers us. And we felt like those were really good observations, but... That's not what we're going to talk about in this episode. (laughs) 
We're like, wow, guys, that was are. good, but yeah. that's not what we had written. So we're going to teach you now what we we. But <laughs> see. all of those and these. All of those and these. That's mm-hmm. right. Those yeah. those are really good. So as we conclude, as Emily said, we're concluding uh, this season of the six keys to better sex and marriage. And so we want to encourage you and your spouse to be purposeful in removing any of the barriers that you may have between the two of you. One of the primary barriers that we do see, though, between couples is an inability to discuss openly and honestly sexual desires and needs. And if you're new with us, I do want to call your attention I'm sending you back multiple episodes, back to episode three, because in episode three, we discussed five keys to a safe relationship. Um, You need to have those five keys in place to be able to talk through some of the stuff we're going to talk about in this episode. Uh, And if you want to just press pause on this episode, bounce back to episode three, Five Keys to a Safe Relationship. Listen to that one because it kind of sets the foundation for where we're going to go in this episode. But being able to discuss openly and honestly sexual desires and needs is is imperative for a sexually satisfying relationship. Being able to communicate what you want and need and being able to do that without fear, without um fear of rejection, fear of reprisal, or any of that. We encourage you and your spouse to share openly your thoughts about some of these subjects. One, are you just simply ask this question, and you can ask this question to one another. Are you comfortable with our current level of sexual activity? If you ask that to your spouse right now, if you and your spouse are listening right now, and y'all just press pause, and you said to your spouse, are you comfortable with our current level of sexual activity? And then get their response. Ask them why or why not. If they said yes, ask them why. If they said no, I'm not, ask them why not. And this is where you have to have safety in the relationship to be able to hear these responses. Because chances are, rarely ever do we deal with a couple that the level of frequency is as they both would want it. More often than not, one partner has a higher desire for uh, more frequency, I should say, than the other. And being able to get to a level to where uh, both are satisfied with that. Another question that you can simply ask is this, how often would you prefer or expect sex? And and listen to your partner's response and simply say, help me understand whatever that response is from your wife or from your husband. Ask them, help me understand why that is so. Okay. And this is we're encouraging removing barriers in this episode. So we want to talk about all of the things that we tend to find as barriers. A third question that you can ask is simply this. Are there certain sexual positions that you like or dislike? Because that may be a very uncomfortable question. Some of you listening may think, I would never talk about that. Well, one of the things that Dawn and I had to do in the early years, I think we've talked about this in a previous episode, 
when we are having conversations like this in the early years, we literally turned the lights off, right. laid in the bed, <laughs> and talked in pitch black dark. That's I couldn't right. see you. You couldn't see me. That's true. That's true. It was – we just – I, I I knew we needed to do it, but I just d- couldn't. You know, there were so many mixed emotions that I felt at that time. It was so uncomfortable. I never had conversations like that before. I was so scared of hurting Scott. I, you know, didn't want to hurt his feelings. I, you know, I wanted to be able to share my thoughts on it, but I just didn't want, you know, I didn't want to bring pain into his heart and life because of what my potential answers might be. It was just, it was a lot. So these early conversations may be, may be a challenge. Um, and, but we, in any of these questions, we want you to be able to approach it with the goal of understanding and love and, um, and, and problem solving. Uh, together and so asking those questions that you've probably heard us lay down before of how can I help you what do you need from me those questions are always good to be able to find understanding and to get some next steps if you've if there's just challenges here there's they're just you just can't find your some common ground to talk about or whatever it's time to you know to bring in some wise counsel to say I need somebody else to process this with to find a counselor who would be able to help us together to talk about the this part of our relationship to be able to find health again. So we're talking about in this episode removing any barriers to sexual sexual satisfaction. A second barrier to sexual satisfaction can be when one partner makes requests that makes another partner uncomfortable. If you've been listening with us for some time, you've probably heard some of this language, but we use this language pretty regularly with our couples in multiple areas of marriage, not just with regard to to sexuality. But I would say to both partners, never demand or request anything sexually of your partner that is one of five characteristics. If what you're requesting of your spouse is unbiblical, or two, it's unethical, three, it's illegal, four, it's immoral, or five, it violates their conscience, I would caution you. Why, why are you requesting that of them? And if you are requesting that of them, you have to ask that. Why, why am I requesting that of them? But if your partner on the other side, if your partner is requesting that of them, do you feel safe to express your uncomfortableness with that? Can y'all talk about that? Okay. Ask your spouse this question. Are there sexual acts that I request of you that you dislike or make you uncomfortable? You know, for some couples, because of maybe previous sexual experiences, Certain sexual acts or certain sexual positions can just be uncomfortable. It brings back memories. And we've talked about this in previous episodes to where you want to be able to talk about that. This is especially true where, uh, where abuse has, has been part of the sexual history of a person, um, either in childhood or in their, in teenage years, um, where there has been sexual trauma, um, then, then sometimes these, the specific, some specific sexual acts can be triggering events that 
um, that can bring back a lot of, um, um, of traumatic memory and difficulty. And, you know, our love for each other and our love for Christ needs to rule over our request of anything that might be a triggering event for our partner, especially when they've experienced abuse or traumatic sexual events. Yeah. I love, as you're talking about that, hun, I was thinking about what Paul says in Ephesians 5.21. He says, hey, guys, out of reverence for Christ, submit to one another. Now, obviously, Paul in that chapter, it's leading us into his treatise on marriage between a man and a woman. But he's talking in that passage just about biblical interaction between the the church of God, but it applies for us in the context of marriage. So, for instance, if there's something that I would want and desire, for instance, in in the relationship between me and Dawn sexually, but either it created some form of discomfort for her uh, it just was not something that she liked or desired. I, out of reverence for not only her, but even more specifically for Christ, can come under her and submit to her. It's, it's what we're talking about, guys, here is just the mutual honoring of one another. Paul talks about in Romans 12, 10, be devoted to one another in brotherly affection. In the ESV, this last section, he says, outdo one another in showing honor. So guys, there may be something that you desire sexually that's not wrong. It's not unbiblical. It's not illegal. It's not immoral. But your partner's just not comfortable with it. All I would say is, can you not, out of reverence for Christ, submit to them, come under them, and just trust God? Trust God. So we're talking about in this episode barriers to sexual satisfaction. The first one was a couple's inability to discuss openly and honestly sexual desires and need. The second one was when one partner makes requests that another partner deems or feels is uncomfortable. And the third barrier is a sexual satisfaction, to sexual satisfaction, I should say, regards birth control. Now, why is, why is birth control an issue? Dawn and I believe, guys, that birth control is a team sport. We don't believe that, uh, that, that a husband is to say to his wife, well, hey, honey, you just choose what you want to do and I'm, I'm good. You just, you decide what form of contraception you want to do and I'm good. No, that's, that's not how it works. We're, the marriage, the language of marriage is us and we. It's no longer you and me. When you married, when you say, when you said, I do to one another, you you removed you and me talk, and the talk now becomes us and we. So when we talk about contraception, if we're going to use some form of contraception in our sexual life, we're going to be on the same page. We're going to talk and mutually decide in an honoring way to one another what we want to do. The language that Dawn often use, uses in life in general is this. Make a plan, work the plan, evaluate the plan, and then tweak the plan. 
And with regard to contraception is, is if you're newly married and y'all are trying to figure out what works, well, let's do this. Let's mutually decide. Let's make a plan. Let's then work that plan for a matter of weeks or months. Let's come back and evaluate that plan. Is this plan working? If so, why or why not? If it's not working, what do we want to tweak? What do we want to adjust? What do we want to now try? But we're talking about contraception in the form of a team sport. It's not just one person's decision. This is a decision for us. So contraception obviously requires good communication, and like I just said, periodic evaluation. So here's some more questions that we encourage you and your spouse to discuss. What are your feelings about using birth control? Is what we're presently doing regarding birth control working for you? If you've not started, and this is very interesting, this is a good question, because this is often when Dawn and I are working with a couple premaritally, Benjamin and Emily are working with a couple premaritally, sometimes when they want to start a family, they're not quite on the same page. Sometimes the husband might say in one to two years, the wife might say in three to four years. Um, and just getting on the same page um, is is key. Another one is just how many children do you want to have? Uh, this is, <laughs> this often is, is, is a question that couples have to think through. When we, <laughs> when Dawn and I first married, I think we were both pretty much on the same, if I remember right, I think we were both on the same page that we were thinking about having five children. Yeah. And then, then Claire came along. And we were like, we're outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's right. When it went, we're from, outnumbered. I feel it. And we, yeah, we, we, we quickly. We're happy with our little Fab Five. Fab Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we stopped there. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's common for pre. I mean, like we said four. Uh huh. We have two, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe just over, over excited. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know the reality of. <laughs> that's right. You start to get that yeah. reality closing in on you. So. Yeah. Um, and I would add another one of the barriers, and I, we probably talked about this before, is, you know, have a, um, a good relationship with your, um, with your physicians mm-hmm. to help you handle any kind of physical barriers that may come along over the court, over your life course. And so we never know what that might be, but, you know, for some people, it, it is directly re- re- related to the sexual experience, but for other people, it might be something different like back pain or fibromyalgia or, you know, I mean, there are definitely other things that come along that can be barriers to your sexual experience that you really need the good, a good relationship with your physician, with a, a good physician who can help you in this area to be able to figure out ways around it so that you can still enjoy your sexual um, experience together. So we know, guys, this this may be uncomfortable for one or both of you to discuss some of this stuff that we've been talking about in this episode, and maybe just this whole season is uncomfortable for you. But we can't stress enough the importance of being candid in your conversations, and I would add to that being loving in your conversations with one another. Mm-hmm. Think of it this way. In your conversations with one another, you want to do two things. You want to honor God and you want to honor your spouse. 
And so any of the conversations that you're having with regard to frequency, with regard to barriers, with regard to contraception, with regard to wants, interests, desires, needs, all of that stuff, make sure that as you're approaching it with your partner, you're, you're first wanting to honor God, and secondly, you're wanting to honor your partner. And we're confident as the two of you build relational safety, as we've talked about with one another, these conversations become more and more comfortable and commonplace. Um, our goal here at Lakewood, where we've been serving now for the past 22 years, is to make the conversations that we're having here with you on this podcast that you may be listening in your car or the privacy of your own home. My and Dawn's goal over the past 22 years is to make these conversations normative conversations within the church, that these are not conversations that we shirk back from or feel uncomfortable with, that we talk about this as much as we talk about biblical finances, as much as we talk about raising and parenting children, as much as we talk about anything, that we talk about biblical sexuality in the context of marriage, as this, as if this is good, this is right, this is normal. So, as we close this episode in this season, I want to close our time together with a prayer over you and your partner. So, pray with me. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you that sex is good. That sex, Father is created by you that the first humans that you created and were able to participate blessed by you Adam and Eve Genesis 2:25 tells us that they were both naked and unashamed and i pray lord that what we have covered over these 16 episodes will help bring freedom will help bring understanding, will help bring alignment biblically for both husband and wife to their views, understandings, and beliefs of of marital biblical sexuality. And I pray, Lord, that the freedoms that you have brought to me and Dawn over our 34 years together, what you have taught us, I pray would be the same freedoms that you bring to other couples. We pray that what has been said here will be used by you to have an impact on couples for your glory and for their good. And that is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you all so much. We did it. We did it. We did it. Can you believe that? Yeah. I can. No. Emily. Uh, It's like, uh, yeah, 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 we did. No. (laughs) It's been good. It's been fun and so helpful. Um, Remember, you can always download a hard copy of this, too, if you and your spouse want to have a hard copy, work through some specific ones, you can. That's included in in the show notes. Um, So stay tuned for season three. Who knows what it'll be, but it'll be, but stay tuned. It'll be good. Um, We'll see you next time.